Welcome to chapel this morning. Hey, I'm really, I'm really glad that you're here for several reasons. But one reason I'm glad you're here, wait, I'm going to wait for you. Awesome. Uh, one reason I'm glad you're here is because several times in this semester, we're going to be joined and led in worship by a youth ministry team band, and that is the case today. Um, it's exciting for me because this group of students go out on Wednesday nights and some weekends to churches and lead worship for junior high and high school students, and really what they get out of that is the satisfaction of having led worship to junior high and high school students. Um, so they do it because they love it. And so that's exciting for us. And the fact that they've been able to clear their schedules and come here and lead worship for us is a good thing. And so I hope that you'll enjoy that in just a few moments when we're led in worship by this band. It'll be a good thing. I also want to introduce you to our speaker who will be here in just a few minutes to share with us. Her name is Kristen Richardson, and she is one of the associate chaplains in the Office of Spiritual Life. So she's a colleague of mine. She also uh, has her master's degree, or sorry, her bachelor's degree from Mississippi State um, in psychology. Um, so she doesn't follow that same rubric we've been on lately, which is a good chapel speaker is always a Baylor grad. Um, but she is a Baylor grad, in fact, with two master's degrees. She's got a master's degree in divinity from Truett Theological Seminary here at Baylor, as well as a master's degree in educational psychology from here at Baylor. And the most important characteristic of Kristen is not only that um, she likes to run and not only that she likes good music, but the most important characteristic is that she is the mother to young Siler and the wife to myself uh, for the past 12 and a half years. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It's very, it's very meaningful. Thank you. And so, see, now I'm blushing. I don't know how to continue. It's important that I express to you, however, that it's not only my wife of almost 13 years who's going to come and share with us. She is a competent minister in her own right. She has been ordained and is a, a great minister of the gospel of Christ, and I have enjoyed watching her become even more competent in that, in that role. And so she will be here in just a few minutes to share with us. I thought that we might begin our time, however, this morning. Um, with a word of prayer, but not in the kind that you close your eyes, but instead the kind that we pray together back and forth by looking at the screen. And so if you will pray with me by reading the words in white, and I will begin our prayer with the words in gray. So let's pray together. Oh Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Come, let us sing to the Lord. And let us shout for joy even this morning as we begin our worship together. So let's rise this morning as we sing. Thanks, Ryan.
join me in this responsive reading of the Psalms. As always, I will read the light font, and you will join me in the reading of the bold. Your hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding, that I may learn your commandments. Those who fear you will be glad when they see me, because I trust in your word. I know, O Lord, that your judgments are right, and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Let your loving kindness be my comfort, as you have promised with your servant. Please pray with me. Lord, when one of us hungers, make it our instinct to feed. When one of us is displaced, make it our instinct to share our home. When one of us is called illegal, make it our instinct to advocate for our sister's rights. May we find our peace in the places to which you have called us. Amen. morning. I spend a lot of my time thinking about you all. Thinking about ways to make your experience at Baylor richer, more interesting, making sure that I'm doing everything I can to show you that God has a plan for you, a plan for your own good. So that's literally why I come to work in the morning for you. With that in mind, I've been spending a lot of time lately trying to determine what I might tell you in these few short moments that I have with you this morning. To you, this may be just another chapel on another Wednesday and another week and another semester. But for me, for me, this is my chance to share something meaningful with you. So here is what I want to share. Here's the truth. Get ready. This may shock you. The truth is that sometimes I feel like I don't have anything to offer. And actually, I think many of us may feel that way sometimes. This may be because someone else has told us this, or it may be, it may be likely this, this is an untruth we've told ourselves. And, is it hard, and hard as it may be for you to believe, some of your professors may even have days in which they feel unworthy and unable to share something with you that's meaningful. Do you ever feel that way? Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt that you have little meaning to share with those around you? Well, I'm here to tell you something today. You're right. If you wanted to speak your own thoughts and share your own wisdom, then you actually do have very little to offer. However, if you were to actually give yourself to God, to literally pray, to honestly read God's thoughts, then God has so much to offer for you. Do you know that you were creatively and wonderfully made? Your particular personality, your gifts, your talents, your experiences, those good and bad. Those are the things that make you you. God wants to use all of that stuff, all of those things, because God can say things through you that God can't say through anyone else. So see, you actually do have something to offer, something meaningful to offer. 
You have a unique you to offer to God. And God has a unique message to offer the world with your life. In the Old Testament, God tells Moses that he can lead the people out of Egypt, even though he's not an eloquent speaker. God tells Moses he will be with him, and he will teach him what to say. In the New Testament, Paul says to Timothy, Get the word out. Teach all these things. And don't let anyone put you down because you're young. Teach believers your life by word, by demeanor, by love, by faith, by integrity. Stay at your post reading scripture, giving counsel, and teaching. And that special gift of ministry you were given when the leaders of the church laid hands on you and prayed, keep that dusted off and in use. Cultivate these things. Immerse yourself in them. The people will see you mature right before their eyes. Keep a firm grasp on both your character and your teaching. Don't be diverted. Just keep at it. And both you and those who hear you will experience salvation. So Paul might say to you, you don't have to wait until you're older, until you finish your education here at Baylor, until you live in just the perfect place. You can fill in the blank here. He might say to you, you don't have any excuses. Remember the gifts that you have been given and use them now. There's no time like the present. And the Bible is full of stories where people, because of God, but because of who God created them uniquely to be, were used for situations and places where God could have used no one else. There is a catch, though. These people had to offer themselves to God. In a writing by Alan Patton, an Anglican clergyman who was an outspoken opponent of apartheid in South Africa, he says that, no Christian should ever think or say that he is not fit to be God's instrument. In fact, that's what it means to be a Christian. We may be humble about many things, but we, ne but we may never decline to be used. The gospel is full of reassurances to us. You are salt to the world. You are light to all the world. Even the hairs of your head have been counted. He says that there are two things for us to do. The first is to never doubt that God can use us if we are willing to be used, no matter what our weakness is. The second is to see that God can use any other person who is willing to be used, whatever their weakness is, and if need be, to assure them of that truth. Listen to that again. We should never doubt that God can use us if we are willing to be used, no matter what our weakness is. I want to try something with you this morning that you may not be used to. But if you don't mind taking a moment, closing your eyes, clearing your mind, and listening to the words that I say as I guide you in prayer. I want you to take a minute to think about all the things that make you you. Your life experiences, your giftedness, the things that you are passionate about, the things that you struggle with, the things that burden or challenge you.
you to reflect back on your life. Can you think of a situation or experience where you knew God placed you there in that moment with all of who you were? How did that feel? Again, in the spirit of prayer, I want you to hear the words that Paul said to Timothy. Get the word out. Teach all these things. And don't let anyone put you down because you're young. Teach believers with your life, by word, by demeanor, by love, by faith, by integrity. Stay at your post reading scripture, giving counsel, teaching. And that special gift of ministry you were given when the leaders of the church laid hands on you and prayed, keep that dusted off and in use. Cultivate these things. Immerse yourself in them. The people will all see you mature right before their eyes. Keep a firm grasp on both your character and your teaching. Don't be diverted. Just keep at it. Both you and those who hear you will experience salvation. And God... Thank you for each and every individual in this room. May we be available to you, and may we be your hope to the world. Amen. And now, in these next few moments, as we sing together, I would like you to keep your mind fixed on how you uniquely can share the love of God with those around you. to stand as we sing here.
you leave today, may you leave with your eyes wide open so that you can see who you were created to be. Amen. Thank you.